It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Friday, March 3rd, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Fiscast. It is. How's your weekend looking right now, Shauna? Uh, it's good. I'm going to Saskatoon to see my boyfriend Cliff tomorrow. Nice. What are you guys doing? Just staying in Saskatoon? Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we don't even know. Just a quick 24-hour turnaround because obviously I'm back on Monday. So, yeah. uh, going to go hang out. Maybe they have a lot of really cool new breweries in Saskatoon. Okay. So we thought about maybe doing a brewery hop. Uh, Coulter Wall is playing Saskatoon oh, tomorrow night. Oh, awesome. So might go check him out because um, it would be pretty cool to see him, I think, in Saskatoon. In his home province? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually brought an old crappy snowboard and snowboard gear, like all my like old snow pants and stuff, out to Prince Albert. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cliff might bring that. We might go for a little rip on the Saskatoon ski hill. Is it the Optimist Hill is that what it's called? Yes. The or new one, right? Yes. It used, it used to be, uh, if you're familiar with Saskatoon at all, it used to be, it's like in Diefenbaker Park, and it used to be yes. Diefenbaker Hill. It was a sledding hill. Yeah. And then a few people got together and put some money into it, and now there's a little little tow rope, I think, and a bit yeah. of a park. So. so I might do that for fun. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Uh... Kind of just chilling tonight. I uh, got a friend's joint birthday. Two friends having nice. a birthday at the new uh, Bret Hart's new bar down oh, yeah. here at Cowboys, yeah. the Hitman Bar. So we're going there. Uh, tomorrow night, got a couple couples coming over, McKenna. Sweet. So uh, McKenna's friends. And other than that, chilling. Yeah, I went to the to the Leafs game last night, so I got a total of four hours of sleep. So today I plan to go home and do a whole lot of nothing. It was a good hockey game. It was a great hockey game. Yeah, yeah it just really sucks because with this schedule, going to weekday games is just it's very tough. Yeah. Because you really don't get into bed before much before midnight, like no matter what. Just I know a friend invited me to uh, a concert on Wednesday. It was Jason Isbell was in town. And yeah. I was like, man, I'd love to go, but to come downtown for like a the show that starts at 7.38, headliner probably doesn't get on until 9 on a totally. weeknight. Like, mm, I'll do it very rarely. And like a buddy of mine is also a Leafs fan. We're both from, you know, Toronto. So, I yeah, it's been a thing that we've been looking forward to for many a time. So you kind of take that sacrifice once every long yeah. while. But yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Next morning. I was watching the game last night. I noticed something very strange during it. Something strange with the, the play-by-play call. And I'll play a clip of that for you later on today's Podcast. Uh, we're also going to do another tourism ad for a town around here. Some etym- etymology of booby. Uh, the goat of TV moms. We'll talk about the most expensive summer ever coming up. Another TV trope. Some funny country lyrics submitted by a friend of the show. And a Terry of the Month after your out-of-context clip of the show. Dumps Dump, like a truck. Dumps like a truck. Truck, Ears truck. like a truck. Size like what, what, what? <laughs> the Beckler and Shana Podcast. I have a Terry of the Month nominee, if I could, Beckler. An early one. Early in March here. Lay it yeah. on us. Yeah. yeah Fred, okay, so uh, yesterday I met this, this Terry. I was waiting to get my car fixed, and this gentleman walked in. And the minute he walked in, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is Terry." When you talk, when you when you study Terry's as much as we do, you got you a pretty know. good eye for one. Well, he was wearing the full out Canadian tuxedo, like light wash jeans, light wash jean jacket, and then over top of that was this plaid jacket, and it, it's one of those jackets that I don't, I can't even describe it, but it's a very Terry jacket. It's like denim, kind of below, and then it has like a, a pattern of of plaid, and it's a mixture of solid. <laughs> I, I'll have to send you a picture okay, because it is do. the Terry. Yeah. I looked at it, I'm like, that's Terry's jacket right there. And then he had this dirty old ball cap. It was a jean baseball cap. So he was really going 
going hard, head to toe. Totally, yeah. So he walks in and asks how much it's going to cost to fix something. And the shop worker explained it was going to be like 500 bucks or something and then another 200 to reset some sort of safety sensor. And Terry says, well, can't you just unplug that safety sensor? <laughs> and the worker was like, no, you actually can't. Like, this is part of this vehicle's five-star safety rating. There's no re- real way of, like, disengaging it or whatever. And Terry was like, well, I don't care about a dumb safety rating. <laughs> I don't want this safety sensor. It's annoying. Of course Terry isn't worried about safety at all. No. Right? Like, he was just Does going... Go, that's all Terry wants that's to know. seriously <laughs> it. And he was super mad that this thing even has a five-star safety rating. And he went <laughs> off about how he thinks it's really dumb. And he's like, I think everybody's gone insane. And he started swearing a little bit. And he's just like, we don't need... These safety sensors, these stupid five-star... He's like, what does a five-star rating do for me? Like, just goes... And I was like, oh, Terry, everything about you. And then it all ends off because he walks outside. And as he's walking out and he's passing me, he takes a cigarette from up in his cap. He had it tucked in there. But it wasn't even a full cigarette. It was a half-lit dart. He had a savey? A half-lit savey in in his his cap. Which, you know how bad those smell. (laughs) And, like, it's right in his hair. And I'm just like... Oh my God, Terry. <laughs> like, I get it. I mean, things are expensive these days, and obviously he didn't want to pay for the safety sensor, so he's trying to pr- preserve his yeah. darts. But, like, my God, man. cigarette's like a buck of dart now, it so. It sure is, but you can't put it in your cap. Like, like that's, <laughs> oh, my God. If someone has a savvy around, everyone can smell it. You absolutely can. Let and alone he, in your hat. He walks out, and he lights this half-lit dart, and just sits and then stirs. He's pacing outside <laughs> as he's trying to decide. I'm like, God, Terry. God bless you. <laughs> So that is the Terror of the Month nominee, okay? Savey up in his Savey hat. Savey up in your no cap. No safety sensor, Terry. Nope. Safety That's a Terry of the Month nominee oh, right man. there. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Friend of the show, Nicole, sent me this, knowing that I love to make fun of country music lyrics. Yep. This is a song by Lainey Wilson, I believe her name is. Okay. Uh, and she... Uh, I haven't heard of her. No, you haven't heard of her? She's no. she's newer. Uh, the song is, <laughs> song is called Heart Like a Truck. Uh, and I'll just play a little clip okay. for you here. I got a heart like a truck. It's been drugged through the mud. Rubs on dreams in gasoline. And that old highway holds a key. It's got a left Her heart's a truck is what okay. she's saying. She's got a great voice. She eh? sure does. Wow. Yeah. With that classic country voice. And I'm glad that the lyrics justify a little bit. Like explain a bit more what you mean by heart by, of a truck. Because I was like, ex- sorry, what? You have a heart of a what, Why? What does that even mean? The similarities between your heart and the but truck. It was driven through the mud. Okay. Relatable. It's cool. funny. Laney Wilson went, uh, she went viral a few months ago because she's got just the the biggest pooper you've ever seen. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. There's <laughs> a guy we work with here. Pulled, I was walking by his office. He pulled me in. He's like, you seen this Laney Wilson? I gotta take a look. look at this. Yeah, just, let me see this thunder. It was all here. over the internet there for a while. All right. Um, she's okay. very talented. All right. So there but, we. go. Oh my. Yeah. Look at the size. It's colossal. Of junker. But the. <laughs> you could store some serious business in there. The truck on her. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. But her heart is a truck. That's her heart. Is like it. everything's a truck. Yeah, it, country, when you right? again, what's <laughs> like absolutely everything. Like feet like a truck. Hearts you know. like a truck. Yeah. Junk like a truck. Head like a truck. Yep. Face like a truck. Mm-hmm. Dimples Dump, like a truck. Dumps like a truck. Truck. Tears truck. like a truck. Size like what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Baby, move your butt. Let me sing it again. Was that song written for Laney? There you go. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Here's another TV trope for you, Beckler. Okay. Uh, the fact that the bad guys always hang out at a bad guy strip club or a bad guy bar, 
And if it's a bar, it's always a very specific type of bar, right? It's always dark and dingy. There's often some sort of illegal gambling happen- happening in the back. It's oh, always yeah. <laughs> It's like smoky, even though people aren't smoking in anymore. Yeah. Like it just has this smoky vibe to it. Yes. It's very I know, strange. I can picture exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, then there's always one thing in the bad guy bar as well. Uh, or even the good guy bar, I suppose. But people always escape out through the kitchen. Yeah. Which also is a TV trope in and of itself. Like, how often do people escape through kitchens in real life? I th- well, I mean, if it's a chase scene. Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't that seem extremely dangerous? Like, going it, through the kitchen, there's people, like, firing up by the grill. And there's a whole bunch of knives around. Like, is that the place you want to dart through that fast? I also feel like most kitchens wouldn't just let you walk through if you didn't work there. You no. know, If some, someone just came walking through the kitchen, someone would have something to say about it. And if there's a chase scene and you start at the, the, the bad guy bar, it inevitably will go through the kitchen at some point. Yes. Like, that is just right. what happens. Through the smoky, illegal poker game happening yes. in the back. Yep. Sometimes they're even speaking a different language totally. back there. Yeah, and people, you always stumble in there and they all look at you, what are you doing back here? <laughs> and then you go through the kitchen and then out into the alley. Well, it's the bad guy bar, so you guys are just hanging out here doing bad guy things, obviously. Here's a question for yeah. you. Do we have any bad guy bars in Calgary? Oh. <laughs> Where's our bad guy bar? Where's the bar where there's like... Where it's smoky, even it's, though there's no one smoking it, in it? Yeah, it's owned by organized crime and, and there's all and kinds and of dirty <sighs> deals happening there. I want to go to the bad guy. Yeah, bar. I love dives, and that's it's kind of what like it's it's the step up from a dive, right? Like or step down, whichever step down way from a dive. You yeah. prefer. Um, I love dives, so you'd think that maybe one of the dives I've been on might have been the the bad guy bar. Interesting. I'm gonna have to take. What it I'm gonna do also, is I'm gonna open all the doors in the back when I go to the bathroom, just accidentally looking for the bathroom and look for, for the, the illegal game. gambling. Where where is it here? You guys here? It would also be an interesting concept for a bar. The bad, the guy, bad guy bar. bar. Yes. It's called the bad guy bar. And then just allow people to escape through the kitchen. That's how you should enter. <laughs> or you go in through the front, and then you have to actually exit through the kitchen out back. So you That's really right. get the bad guy experience. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So as you know, the provincial budget came out earlier this week. It did. It was immediately criticized by the opposition, mm-hmm. which is probably to be expected. That's, That's kind of how these things go. Totally. Uh, Rachel Notley said, after these affordability programs for families and after this spring election, when those are done, we should brace for the most expensive summer ever. And several other NDPers have used that same phrase. So I think it's it's what they're going with in, res- in response to this budget. The most expensive summer ever. And that's, of course, in reference to Jason Kenney's best summer ever from a few summers ago. Yeah, most, most expensive is much less exciting. Much less exciting. Much less positive. Yeah. Uh, twenty and that was back in twenty twenty one. That was a damn good summer for me. I don't know about you, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty good summer. It was a good summer for me. Yeah. Um, I like this trend of declaring. <laughs> it's kind of funny too. I was listening to a couple commentators who said it, it's all backwards right now. Like the U the UCP is throwing money at everybody, and the NDP is criticizing them for it. Yeah, that is very weird. Usually, it's the other way around. Yep. So mm. I'm not sure what's going on. We're no. living in a strange moment here. We are. Um, but I like this trend of declaring each summer. The blank summer ever. I like the it too. Blank, so I think we should just keep going with this. Yeah, you know? that's good. Yeah. Like uh, the rootinest, tootinest summer ever. Could just go with, like the drunkest summer drunkest, ever. Yeah, the Drunk. most liquored up summer ever. Most the most liquor. licky pooed summer ever. Totally, yeah. Or the most jacked up summer ever. Oh, yeah. That I'll could get, mean all kinds of stuff. I'll get jacked right jacked up. Jacked up in every way. <laughs> Jack it up. Yeah. Sexiest summer ever. That sounds fun. No, that Ooh. does. Uh, the hairiest summer ever. 
Yeah, again, not so good though. Could be either. Could be anything, right? Yeah, yeah, Maybe you, you get into it. a few. The moistest summer. The most, Ooh, the most no. climate change summer oh, ever. That's no. not fun. No, no I don't like not. that one. I don't like that one. The most rock and roll summer yeah, ever. Yeah, the most rock and summer. The most ever. rock and summer yeah. ever. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We've talked about the goat of TV dads before, Beckler. Yes. But uh, what about TV moms? Ooh. The goat of TV moms. What is the best, the pinnacle of a TV mom? Do you count Marge Simpson? Well, this is the thing. So right off the bat, I know. And it's because, of course, we were raised on The Simpsons. But I was like, was she really like a good quintessential TV mom? Or is it just because we were kind of raised on her that we go to her first? I think she was a pretty great mom. Okay. Yeah. I, the other one I thought of is actually Wilma Flintstone for going cartoon okay. moms because she, again, was another great mom that I kind of grew up. That was a little before my time, but it always came on, you know, at some point when I was watching TV as a mm-hmm. kid. So those are two to think about. Then I got thinking, what about Kitty Foreman? Yeah, I'd put Kitty Foreman on my list for sure. Yeah. On my Mount Rushmore of TV moms. She'd be up there. Yeah, she's hilarious. She's wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great okay. wife and mother. Yeah. Kitty Foreman's there. Her voice is something else, <laughs> but that's and that doesn't mean anything about being a mom. There's that one scene, I don't know how familiar you are with that 70s show, but Eric goes to work with Kitty, and she's a nurse, and he sees just like what she deals with in a day. Right. And then she's singing in the car on the way home, and she gets home and is like then a great mom on top of that after like, you know, that everything that a, a nurse moment. deals with throughout, a, throughout the course of a day. Yeah. So I was like, I love Kitty Foreman for that. Okay. Um, what about Lois from Malcolm in the Middle? Bit of a lunatic. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I'd put her in there. Are you sure? I don't think I'd, no. What a great mom character, though. You know you know who I think would be my number one? Lorelai from Gilmore Girls. Okay. She was fantastic as a mom. And she was kind of mom like... Mom slash best friend? Yeah. She's not a regular mom. She's a cool She's mom. She's a cool mom. <laughs> Although, yeah, the, the wittiness of that show and how they, like, banter so, like, quickly back and forth really kind of t- took it away from me a little bit. Because I'm like, wow, that's just the super nonstop witty back and forth gossip. Yeah. Remind me of the actress's name. Oh, gee, I don't know. Uh, I'm terrible with names. Uh, this is going to drive me crazy. You know who we're talking about, though. Yeah, Lorelai. Lorelai from Gilmore Her name Girls. is Lorelai. That's, uh, that's it. But she was okay. a great mom. But yeah, She's best friend Graham. mom. Is that why? So... And have you seen the new uh, Mighty Ducks? Like the I haven't. Mighty, well, I forget what they call it. Mighty Ducks Game Changers, I think. No. So she's the mom in oh. that. And she's excellent as a mom in that, too. Mm. So she's just really good in that role. Okay. So maybe the actress herself is just yes. momly. Very, very motherly. Which, yeah. I mean, that puts another tick in her bin, her, her bonnet there. <laughs> <laughs> puts putting another... ticks in anyone's mom's bins. We're, we're okay, put, Sean? We're putting ticks in bins here. <laughs> Podcast. We have a few more TV moms to add to the list as submitted by friends of this show. Yes. I want to give an honorable mention to uh, the hot TV moms like Deborah from Everybody Loves Raymond or um, who suggested, what's her name? Peg Bundy, who I think was hot for the time. Roseanne. You're putting her in the, the oh, hot she, moms she, category? She's in, she's in the moms category <laughs> for sure. Uh, I would like to nominate for hot mom, great TV mom, um, Tammy from Friday Night Lights, Connie Britton's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great mom. What about Sandra Bullock in the... Uh, 
The Blind Side. Yes, we just watched that. Yeah. Great mom. Great mom. Hot mom. Hot mom. Adoptive mom in yes. that situation, right? Yes. Yeah. She. she yeah. Thought, and actually, yeah, I just, as you were talking, for some reason, I thought about that show and I was like, she was a great mom. Yeah. Everything about her, I remember being like, that's, she's a great mom. On the point of Roseanne, I forget who suggested that. I don't have it in front of me here, but someone, someone mentioned Roseanne. She might be the GOAT because she might be the only mom where the TV show was about her. That is true. Most other TV moms, they're either like a sidekick to the husband who's the main character yep. or they're, you know, some of a background character. Or they're at least like kind of, they're just a, a, another cast member. Whereas this, like she was the star. And so. I got thinking about that. And th- that's when we first started talking about the go to moms. I was like, it's interesting because there are some very well-defined goats of TV dads. Like, mm-hmm. and then the moms, not so much. They always seem to kind of, yeah, be background characters yeah. or a lot more. Yeah, except for Roseanne. You're she right. was the star. It was her show. Yeah, she might be the girl. So uh, maybe her. Yeah. I, I looked up a few different lists, and some of the ones that came up, like friend of the show Leslie mentioned Carol Brady. Yes. So that's before my time. Me too. Um, but Carol Brady would probably be the answer for a lot of people of a, cer- of a certain age. Definitely, yeah. Uh, who else we got here? Yeah, I got a tweet about Peggy Bundy as well. Peggy Bundy? Yeah. friend of the show Fred wanted to mention Mrs. Cleaver and Claire Huxtable. I don't know who those people are. Uh, Mrs. Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver. Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, a lot of the, I think the goats that would be in the discussion are are just a little before my time. Yeah. So it's tough to know. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All great TV moms, though. Totally. Can't go wrong with any of those. But you're right. Roseanne, I'd say, might be the goat. You know where the goat can whip you up a good cooked meal. In a new home from Shane Holmes. There you go. You said it, not me. I know. That's <laughs> yeah. Women belong in the kitchen and the boardroom. Women do not belong the, in the kitchen anymore. <laughs> the okay. Driver's seat. You know what? The women else. aren't gonna cook you a damn sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you are the type of person inclined to spend a lot of time in the kitchen, um, the great thing about Shane Holmes is that you can make like minor customizations to some of their floor plans. You totally can. You can expand rooms, make rooms smaller, even mo- remove walls in some instances. Yep. Uh, this is something that you should talk to them about if if you're looking to to build a home because it's really cool because it's super affordable. Like yeah, customization can be expensive. Like, this be. is what I want, but and if you they can, make it graspable. Yes, if you can take an existing plan and just shift things around a bit to better suit you, that's yeah. excellent. More info at shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was driving to work yesterday and I saw the, the digital board, the digital screen up on the the outside of the big four building over on Stampede Ground. Yeah. There was an ad for the Rockzilla tour. Oh, uh, except yeah. Except we, we missed it. It was uh, this past Tuesday night. Papa Roach, Hollywood Undead, Escape the Fate, Falling in Reverse, Rock. Now that is a rock show. Rock. That is a lot of rock. Rockzilla, great name for that great tour as well. Great name for the well. tour, hey? Yeah. You know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You're getting rocked right in the face. You sure are. You're getting punched in the face right with the rock. With the fist of rock. The rock Probably fist. for the best is I am a recovering rockaholic myself. Oh, are you? Yeah. It's been been about seven years, seven years now since I last rocked. Where where since was I, it that you last rocked? Uh, would have been in Edmonton. Oh, I've rocked far more than you have. Then. You've rocked since then? Yeah, of course. Kiss? Oh, Hello, yeah. Hello, my boyfriend's a huge Kiss fan. I've rocked a lot to Kiss. Jeez, I don't think I've rocked. Oh, my God. Maybe since I've moved to Calgary. I mean, that's good. As you said, you're a recovering rockaholic. Yeah. So, it's yeah. slayed the beast that I mean, is rockaholism. So. I'm glad that Rockzilla didn't <laughs> send you down a, that path. Would have been a bad night for me. Would have been bad. <laughs>
The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Well, I was asked to look into the term booby trap recently, and I was like, uh, interesting. So, yeah, what is the booby in that? Yeah, a booby trap is is kind of like a, an unsophisticated trap that yes. sort of originally meant a, something a fool would fall for. A Kevin McAllister. Totally. So I looked into it, and boob has been used for a long time to mean fool or idiot. Mm-hmm. So bobo is another variation of this term, and uh, they both translate to the meaning dunce. Essentially, okay. so it's from the Spanish old term "dunce." That's where that comes from. Uh, a booby is also a bird. Yes, like the blue-footed booby. And many feel the bird was actually named because booby birds are dumb. Um, no. They're particularly <laughs> dim-witted, and they look really? clumsy, and they have big ass feet. And like your your wife McKenna, they've got big feet like that. Um, oh, so disrespect, such disrespect. I also, by the way, have massive feet, so I, I can yeah, relate to McKenna. Like her. Hers are a little bigger, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, anyway, um, so then I was like, okay, that's interesting. So they just think that that's why we call it a booby trap. It's all based on just the the word idiot. So it's a trap for an idiot. Kind of okay. makes sense. Then I was like, well, why do why do we call them boobs then? Like, cause, yes, they're breasts. Right? But we use the term boobs. So I looked into it, and many feel it comes from the word bubby, which simply just means breast or teat in German. And they think from bubby we got boobs. Um, and that kind of became the preferred word for a woman's chest because of all the different terms. It was one that, that sounded more innocent. Okay. Uh, so interesting. Some also believe, though, that maybe we chose to use that word because the word boob looks like boobs itself. Sure does. And yeah, was, if you look like, like visibly. I never really thought about that, but yeah. when you look at the word, so then it would be like the top view is the B, and then the side view is O, O, the mm-hmm. two sides, and then the bottom view is the B again. It's boobs. <laughs> Very visual. I prefer to think that that is actually why we call them boobs, is just because they, that word looks like it. Someone was drawing. Someone was drawing. Someone was drawing a pair and was like, ah, look at this. I'm going to stick with that theory, I think. Look what I found. Yeah. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You were at the uh, Flames-Leafs game last night. Sure was. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. Your Leafs won? They did. It was an exciting game. It was a hell of a game. I know I watched it and it was back and forth, lots of chances. Totally. Yeah. Something really strange happened during the broadcast, though. Oh. Um... There was at late in the second period, William Nylander had a breakaway. Yeah. And Markstrom made the save. But when I was watching, uh, Rick Ball, who calls play by play from Sportsnet for the Flames, he called the save before it happened. So oh. I have the clip here for you. Um, so this is. So when he yells, stopped by Markstrom, when he starts saying that, the puck hadn't been shot yet. And you can you can hear if you listen very carefully, you'll hear the puck hit Markstrom's pads. Listen. Do you hear that? Weird. Like he starts saying yeah. "stopped" before the puck is shot. Like the announcer has to react to what happens on the ice. They yeah. don't predict it. That's weird. And that was on the TV. Broadcast? That was on the TV broadcast. So I was like, is there a delay? Is there a delay between the video and the audio? What's going on That's here? all I can think, yeah. Or is Rick Ball in the future? 
Oh my God! Is he a few seconds in the future from the rest of we've us? We've got George Canyon, spooked. the rat that lives underneath the dome, and now we've got Rick Ball from the future. No, he's like, not the what? rat; he's the lizard king. He's excuse me, the, the lizard, lizard king, king that lives below. He lives like a rat though, below the saddle dome. And now we've and got Rick Ball is a wizard a commentator from the future. <laughs> lives in and the like, future. There's some weird, wacky things going on with the saddle dome, isn't there? How else could he wind up to yell "stopped" before the puck had left Neilander's stick? All I can think is there was some sort of delay. You got some crappy delay going on on your TV set over there. Perhaps, but I didn't notice it anywhere else in the game. Weird. Like, you think you would see that come up again, you know, yeah. after a big hit or Maybe after another... A glitch of some sort at that point. In the Matrix? Yeah. A glitch in the Matrix, which put Rick Ball several seconds in the future from the rest of us? Yeah. I think that's what's going on here. Well, I'm never going to sleep tonight now knowing this. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So Diamond Valley, Alberta is now officially a town. Yes, Alberta's newest town. It's the amalgamation of, of course, Black Diamond and Turner Valley. Mm-hmm. And I saw that the new town has this Facebook page, and uh, it was kind of like I got targeted it for some reason. It was like, hey, check out the new, you know, exciting town. But there hasn't really been a whole lot of hype about it. No, it's been fairly quiet considering... It's sort of a rare thing that happens. It's kind of a big deal, right? It's a brand new, exciting hotspot in Alberta, and no one's really talking about it. Can I also say how much I really like those two towns? They are pretty cool, Um, yeah. They're both, like, very, I find very unique Mm -hmm. and very quaint. Yeah. And every time I've been down that way, I really enjoyed my time in either Black Diamond or Turner Valley, so. Yeah, I haven't spent a whole ton of time there, but in the, like, kind of passings by and the odd time, it does, they do seem cool. Yeah. Um, But I was thinking that, you know, you and I are pretty good at making tourism ads, Ah, you think they need a little... They might need a little boost. A little more action, a little more attention now that they are just one town? Yeah. And I mean, again, I haven't been there a ton, so uh, there's some TripAdvisor um, <laughs> suggestions that I've looked into as well and thought maybe we could make our own little... Those are always super negative. They are. A little... <laughs> well, All right. Well, based on TripAdvisor, I mean, maybe not the best, but let's do it. Let's, let's make it happen. Welcome to Diamond Valley. There are no diamonds, but the name sounds really nice. According to TripAdvisor, one of the top things to do is check out the gas plant. Why? Who knows? The Black Diamond Hotel is also atop the list. It has a bar and VLTs. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's great. Is Black it? Diamond, oh, Black Diamond Hotel. It's but can, great. Can you smoke in there? Or? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But I, I really like that place. That's awesome. Okay. Well, <laughs> There's certainly no shortages of places to drink, like Eau Claire Distillery, Hard Knocks Brewing, or Far Brewery. But did we mention the gas plant? Or if you're looking for something a little homier, go to Cougars Sports Bar. The name doesn't lie. The Cougars are prowling, and they like to rock. And on your way out, take a look at the big-ass black diamond. It's just as it sounds. An oversized diamond-shaped attraction that's painted black. And don't forget the gas plant. Is this place sponsored by the gas plant or something? (laughs) Diamond Valley. Alberta's newest vacation hotspot. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.